when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Ariane Dowdell, Vice President and Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer, as well as Associate Director of DEI at the Neal Cancer Center for Houston Methodist. Ariane, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for allowing me to join you. I appreciate it. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. You know, there's so much happening in healthcare right now and lots of opportunities um, to grow in the future. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I currently lead uh, all of our diversity, equity, and inclusion um, efforts here at Houston Methodist. And um, in that role, I really work to create and steward company-wide DEI uh, initiatives and strategy. And for the Cancer Center, I'm working with the Cancer Center to help them build their DEI department, which will really allow for more diversity through our researchers um, that are there. I've been in the role for about two and a half years. And prior to that, I actually worked for uh, the Houston Methodist Hospitals Foundation, uh, which is where I started here. But my background before healthcare includes working in higher education. I'm actually a former attorney and even was a former broadcast journalist. So I kind of have an array of experience prior to coming to healthcare, but it's nice to have found a, uh, a home in this area. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic to hear. And, you know, when you think about your background um, as a lawyer and then in the broadcast journalism, how has that really helped you in the role you're in today? Um, what skills do you bring to it? uniquely that you were able to do because you've had those experiences? Sure. I think, you know, the first part being in communications uh, and having that background is really understanding the way that people communicate differently, especially in this realm of DEI. It's it's important to be able to not only listen, but to be able to communicate with people in various aspects. So, you know, when we think about our patients and our employees and guests that come into our hospital, making sure I'm able to listen and articulate what our goals are and to help problem solve. And so that's where the legal part comes in as well, you know, being a lawyer and having to negotiate um, being able to negotiate with people is part of what we do in DEI, right? Having tough conversations, understanding various viewpoints, uh, making sure that people understand the necessity for why the department is here. So I think having both of those backgrounds, which in many ways are just, you know, not very similar, actually align really well with this role that I have right now um, and the work that it entails every day. Absolutely. I can imagine that you have to put those skills to use on a regular basis. Now, yes. what, are some, <laughs> what are some of the biggest issues that you're following in healthcare right now, especially heading into 2023? Um, is really, I know this is going to be a unique year in healthcare in particular. Yeah, there's so many different things that are going on. But, you know, when you think from a DEI perspective and really broad range for healthcare, I think there's three areas um, that we're really going to pay attention to going into this year, which include our patient experience because patients have a lot of choices right now um, of where they can receive their health care. So making sure when our patients are here at our hospital um, that our staff are educated and ready to work with diverse populations to make sure we're giving them the best patient experience possible. But then a big thing also that we're focusing on um, is our health our health equity efforts. And so we have several teams that have come together to really work on not only um, tackling health equity and what it means, because for a lot of people, it means something different, but 
really making determinations and being able to educate our staff um, and our community on what that means for us, how we measure, um, being very transparent about where we are in that process. And so um, working with the group of people that I am on this uh, effort, I think it's really going to help us educate all of our employees to understand what role each of them plays. So uh, whether you're on the clinical side or not, health equity impacts the work that we're doing every day. And then the third thing that we're really paying attention to, which is not unique to us, it's something that's going on in every industry or staffing shortages. Um, So that employee engagement piece, making sure that our employees every day that they come to work know that they feel valued, but also getting them more engaged in what's going on. So whether it's, you know, advancing their careers here at Methodist or just becoming involved through our employee resource groups, uh, which we have 10 of now, and I'm really excited that we're moving forward with close to 2,000 employees. That engagement piece of wanting people to come here and be passionate about the work they do and know that they've come to a great place to work every day is something that we're going to focus on heavily as well for 2023. That's a really great point and exciting to hear that, you know, you've got so much um, that you're focused on and working through in terms of the patient experience, as well as the staff and employees and in really um, folding those all into what is important about diversity, equity, and inclusion within the healthcare organization. Is there anything in particular that um, you're planning on implementing or doing differently this year um, that will really be in service of especially thinking about the staff and um, leadership teams there at Houston Methodist? Um, you know, I, I know in this coming year, like you mentioned, staffing shortages are going to be a big challenge for many organizations. So how can you work through some of those challenges while also keeping diversity, equity, and inclusion top of mind? Yeah, so, you know, for the staffing shortages, we're known for our innovation. So as we're working to open up our um, our newest hospital, making sure that we're meeting the needs of our staff there, right, so they're not becoming overwhelmed and burdened is key. Uh, but then the other side is oftentimes people, you know, we spend more time at work than we do with our families. Um, and so what are we offering to employees to become more engaged? And our employee resource groups, as I had mentioned, are doing a really great job of not only bringing people together so we're not so siloed, Um, in our day-to-day work, but also going out and doing things in the community. So bringing that added value of, you know, that feeling of family and engagement is important. And then we've we've also launched, we just finished our first year of launching something called Mentor Match, uh, which allows us to bring people together so our employees can pick various leaders that have signed up to become mentors to really help them in the growth process to make developmental plans and and walk them through challenges and career growth opportunities and how to navigate, you know, growing your career. And so we're trying to get, and it's not just the DEI office, this is something that we're doing in partnership with various departments um, throughout the hospital, but really trying to make sure that we're meeting people where they are has been very important. And then for external candidates, it's coming in. Uh, we're partnering closely with talent acquisition to make sure that we have events that are targeted towards certain groups so they can understand the value and the importance that, you know, we put on having diverse backgrounds of people here, um, including veterans and other groups. So we've we've really set out some plans for 2023 in advance, and I'm excited that we can move forward in a more conscious and strategic effort um, for those that are not only here, but those that may end up joining Houston Methodist as well. That's great to hear and definitely something to look forward to. Now, I'm wondering too, what else are you excited about with this coming year, whether it has to do with the patient engagement and experience or 
um, the staff and organizational experience as well. And then what makes you nervous? So it's funny you should ask that question um, because the same thing that excites me is the same thing that makes me nervous, if that's possible, but it's true. Um, What I'm really excited about is the fact that we have so many different things planned, um, as I've kind of highlighted today. Um, but what also concerns me is that I don't want people to tire of the work we're doing or think that it's too much. You know, we're working really hard to embed a lot of what we're doing into our culture. Um, so this, these highlights and specific focuses that we have, like health equity, um, I'm very excited that this is something we now can focus on and we can bring groups together and have discussions and create dashboards and educate but I don't want people to think that this is something we're just doing for 2023, but this is something that's long lasting. Um, So it's kind of a hybrid feeling for me to be quite honest as I go into this year, because um, I love what I do every day. And so I have to make sure that I keep it interesting for those that I work with um, and all of the employees to understand the necessity for why we're here. Um, But we're working on updating policies and making sure that our employees know that they're protected through policies we've already had and revised and opening up conversations for problem solving. And so um, I'm excited about that engagement piece, but hope that it doesn't uh, wane over time. But right now we have, you know, full momentum. So I feel really good about it. That's great to hear. And definitely something that is so, so important um, for any organization to have the momentum and drive within these initiatives and efforts. And you mentioned the health equity dashboards. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What does that really look like and how did you build it? Yeah, so we created a a DEI dashboard back in um, August of 2021 is when it launched. So we've had it for well over a year now. So we're building upon that. And so what we're doing is um, looking at various metrics and trying to replicate things that have occurred to see how we can understand and and do better with our patient care and our patient outcomes. Um, So there is that quality piece that's embedded in there. But with that dashboard, we'll be able to share information on health equity and outcomes at each of our hospitals um, to really engage real time with the work that we're doing so that we can continuously monitor um, how we're doing. So we work with a group of um, data analysts that are just absolutely fantastic and we're spearheading that together with the goal to launch um, for our employees, hopefully by spring of this year, a dashboard that will allow people to, again, be educated on what is health equity, what does it look like, what are those metrics that are behind it that we're sometimes measured on, because I do feel that when people are educated, they really are empowered to do better. Um, And so part of the way we're doing that is by creating this dashboard. That's really great to hear. Thank you so much for diving a little bit deeper into that one. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question for you about leadership over the next few years or so. As healthcare changes and as things, you know, really um, become different, both in the healthcare space as well as you know, um, just as the world evolves, how do you think that healthcare leaders will be most effective and successful over the next two to three years? What kinds of skills, um, teams, and resources will they need in order to lead as the healthcare system evolves? 
Sure. I think, you know, again, speaking from my perspective, I think um, for all leaders, communication is going to be key. And that ability to really pivot um, is more important than ever to be successful nowadays. We've seen, you know, people leave their jobs because of the pandemic. But on the flip side, we've also seen a new cohort of people that are coming into our workforce. So how do we take that and leverage that and look at the talents that people can bring to the industry, whether they are new to this organization, new to healthcare, just coming out of college? And so I think that ability to pivot um, our thinking on what attributes our employees can bring is going to be um, very, very important. Um, we've also learned from COVID um, that that acumen that we used, you know, to get through the pandemic still will hold true and help so many of us the past three years. Um, but then, you know, I start thinking long term about what does our future workforce look like? And so uh, for us, we started a DEI summer scholarship program that we're bringing back for the second year that allows students that are junior juniors and seniors in college to come in and explore uh, opportunities. And so I think for leaders, allowing that door to be open to new talent um, as people have different expectations of what they want from work is going to be really important to make sure that we're successful in bringing in and continuing to bring in uh, the best talent in the years to come. But that communication piece, I think, is going to be, um, it's, it's different now. And I think it's more important than ever um, that our leaders really know how to communicate with their staff and with each other to really be successful. The days of working in a silo um, and not being able to coexist and collaborate and innovate, um, I think everyone really needs to make sure that they can do that to be successful in healthcare for the next couple of years and beyond, quite honestly. That's an excellent point. And I, I really love the idea around just continuing to, to work together and figuring out a way to um, collaborate in, in work with the staff and, and everybody else within the organization to, um, you know, really put ideas and um, big, big concepts to work. So Ariane, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you have a wonderful day.